Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to No Lesson Plan. We have another episode with another language learner. Katerina, how you doing? Hi, I'm fine. And you? I'm very, very well having all sorts of technical issues today. But here we are yeah. already. Okay. Well, uh, today I'd like to talk to you about your language learning uh, because uh, you have a really high level of English and um, you had to learn it. And Thank I'd you. love for you to share a little bit about your experience. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm an illustrator. I'm also a painter. I love all kinds of arts. I also love languages and linguistics and literature. I'm a huge fan of literature, so that got me into languages too, because I want to read, you know, some authors in their original language. Um, but I got into English when I was 12 because I left school. I was homeschooled. I started getting, um, you know, having a homeschool um, teaching when I was 12. And I learned by myself English through TV shows and YouTube videos and books and, you know, like kind of like children's books because I couldn't like reach a, high, a higher level of English at that time. But I got really like, uh, I got to a real high level of English uh, when I was like 13. And then I just like started um, just like everything that I see on social media and on everywhere is in English. So I'm always surrounded by that language. Very well. <laughs> Very interesting. Super interesting. Now, how old are you right now? 20. You're 20. So about eight years ago, you started with your English language learning, correct? Yeah. You were 12. How, how does someone um, begin to learn a language? Like, how do you start? Like, for example, uh, you know, you made your decision, you're 12 years old, you're a teenager, and you said, I want to learn English. How do you start? Where? Maybe because I was so, like, uh, young at the time, I was able to just, like, uh, see everything in English and listen to everything in English and get the language like a language input, mm -hmm. but now that I am 20, it's harder for me because I'm learning Swedish and Norwegian, and it's really, like, hard for me to just, like, absorb the language through listening and reading. I need okay. to see a lot of grammar and vocabulary to practice, so I guess it depends on what, how old you are and how, like, if, you're, if your brain is a sponge or not. Very interesting. How many, hold on, how many languages uh, are you fluent in? I know you're fluent in Spanish and in English. Any That's others? Only, no, only those two. Only, only those two. And um, so let's go back a little bit. You're 12 years old. You start, you know, consuming uh, media. Okay, you start consuming English, you know, like you say. Yeah. Um, did you have anybody to practice with or how do you develop the speaking skill? I don't know, actually. Um, I didn't speak English until I was in San Miguel because of all, all the Americans. Um, so at 15, 16, I started uh, practicing the speaking side of English. Okay. So um, from 12 to to 15 you're consuming right you're, you're having a lot yeah. of input through different media 
And so you didn't really have to speak the language, correct? Yeah, correct. And then when you get to San Miguel, which by the way, everybody, San Miguel de Allende is a small town uh, in the middle of, in the heart of Mexico. Uh, you can check that out. It's a beautiful little town. Um, it hosts uh, an important American expat, American and Canadian expat uh, population. Um, so people from this town, they have a lot of interaction with, with expats. How did you approach your first uh, uh, language partners or how was that? I mean, you know, just Americans talking to you in English and you having the need to respond them in English. And that was that. But is that like in the street, your neighbors? Yeah, I mean, in the street. In the street. At Starbucks, actually, at coffee shops, random coffee shops, mainly Starbucks. <laughs> okay, so you just started, uh, uh, or they would start a conversation with you? Yeah. Were you nervous? Yes, <laughs> I was. And in, can you remember the first times that you did this? Were you able to fully understand them or were there things that were a little more challenging? Actually, my listening is, I mean, I got the TOEFL exam and the listening was like where I did best. Uh, okay. So I don't have any like problem listening to English. I only have okay. sometimes responding quickly. That's like my only thing. <laughs> okay. And... Um, once you're communicating with these with these uh, foreigners, with the with these American expats, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe just like being like I feel like my like I have an accent, uh, so that like freaks me out, and I want to get rid of it, but. That's just that, like, that's my biggest, like, thing that I, like, don't like about my English speaking journey is my okay. accent. And I believe that's, like, my biggest, like, um, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Having an accent is, is quite a normal thing, right? Why, um, how would you like to speak? How, what would you like your accent to be? I love how English people speak, but maybe like an American, <laughs> like normal, okay. like I'm not like, like it's not my second language, but my native language. That okay. would be okay. awesome. Very nice. Yeah, I guess, I guess any language learner aspires to speak like a native, right? In any language. Yeah. And um, having that accent, I mean, but when we talk about accent, we, we're, we're talking about regionalities, right? Because, you, I mean, if you talk about... American accents. Well, you have your New York accent, your your uh, Texan Southern accent, uh, yeah, Californian exactly. accent, right? So, so perhaps improving pronunciation is is what we should be discussing. Uh, having having yeah, a, exactly. a better pronunciation, maybe. Yeah, having a better pronunciation. Very interesting. Very interesting. You know, I would say. I mean, I would imagine that a language learner would uh, would face. I don't know. Um, understanding. Mm, uh, a native speaker as a challenge, but you didn't. You didn't have this challenge. Uh, your challenge was more about mm -hmm. fluency and your uh, perceived pronunciation. Yeah, exactly. Now, when when you were in the process of learning this English, getting to where you are right now, okay, um, 
did you ever have any moments when you were like, ah, screw it, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I'm just going to go learn another language. No, not really. I was just into English because I wanted, I mean, like, it's like the lingua franca. So I needed to learn that language. And I just enjoyed learning it um, because I was reading books like, uh, you know, like, yeah, like, like, like I said, like children's book, books, young adult books. Not the really difficult ones, and that made me enjoy the process. And also watching, like, um, I don't know, The Simpsons or something in English. That would be fun. Did so you watch it with really subtitles like... or no subtitles? At first with subtitles and then without. Now, about the books, which books would you recommend for beginners? Oh, my God. The ones that I read were really, like, bad. Um mm. And I love reading really like complex literature nowadays in Spanish and English, okay. both like Dostoevsky and Tolstoy and, you know, uh, the Russians. So maybe something like Angela Carter would be nice. Okay. She's not that hard and she's like, she's a native English speaking author or mm -hmm. Maybe like John Steinbeck or Hemingway. Maybe they're not that hard. Okay, cool. Very interesting. So those would be like your uh, your uh, your recommended books to get started into uh, some serious learning in English. Yeah, exactly. What about the culture of the language? Would you say it's important to uh, learn a little bit about it or include it in your studies? Yeah, completely. I mean, like the idioms, all the expressions, like all the, uh, yeah, the pragmatics uh, of the, uh, a language is super, are super important. I mean, I, at least I think so. Uh, with English, I started learning them, like all these idioms and expressions because of the TV shows and all of that. And now that I'm learning Swedish, um, like through grammar and through grammar books and, you know, more like, academically um, mm -hmm. I don't really see that much of like idioms and stuff because I'm learning it through grammar books so sometimes I watch a YouTube video in Swedish to see how they actually use the language and uh, I mean it changes from place to place like in Norwegian it changes from bookmark to Ninosk they're different like they're the same language but in different like how they speak it is different they, okay. and like the same is with Swedish and obviously the same with English, like from uh, Australia to England to New Zealand, everywhere, you know, you, you need to like the culture to, to get like a, a, a bigger like picture of the language. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about that Swedish and Norwegian you're learning right now. Why did you decide to learn those? I love them. I love Why? how they sound. I love how they, I don't know. I mean, like, I really love German. It's like my favorite language, maybe. Um, and Swedish and Norwegian are like a softer kind of German, like more melodic, I think. Okay. So what makes I'm, you like German? I'm, I'm really in love. Oh, maybe. I mean, I, I love Germanic languages, but I don't know, maybe... I, I think it's such a romantic tongue. Like, um, it makes me German. think of Goethe and... Yeah. Wow. To me, to me, German <laughs> sounds very rough. It sounds very... Uh, um, 
it's not like French, for example. When I think about romance, I think French, you know, the romantic languages, Latin-based languages. Yeah, but you think no, that think German is German. romantic. Yeah, why is yeah. that? Where did you get that idea from? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like how it sounds. I think it sounds beautiful. Um, nice. it, and it makes me think of all these authors, like, yeah, mm. like the typical ones, like Goethe. And like every, like their, their culture is, for me, it's like the best, best, best. And I don't know, I just like it. It's my favorite language along with Swedish and Norwegian. So one day you wake up and you're like, okay, I'm going to learn some Swedish. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> what was the first step towards attempting to learn this? Well, I started with Norwegian. So... And Swedish and Norwegian are really similar. Similar, so I learned at first. I, le I learned like the basic grammar in Norwegian, and some voca vocabulary, and then I mean that that was last year, no, just twenty uh, twenty, <laughs> and okay. then um, last year, I started learning Swedish finally uh, because it's like more like useful because there's more stuff in Swedish than in Norwegian. Mm -hmm. So I stopped learning Norwegian and I started learning Swedish. So I had like all this basic grammar and vocabulary that are this, almost the same. Um, so yeah, I would start with like basic grammar and, and like reading random things to get vocabulary. And what's it called? Uh, where did you get this initial grammar? Like, did you go to a website? Did you, uh, website. How did you get in touch? Yeah. yeah, a website and then I bought uh, grammar books. Okay. And uh, how did you find these grammar books? Were, were they recommendations? Again, did you do a web search? A web search through Amazon. Initial contact is websites. Then yeah. you felt the need for grammar or why did you decide to do grammar? I enjoy grammar a lot. Okay. So like I need like the skeleton of the, of the language for me to understand and like... Uh, like put my sentence into place like correctly, at least trying to do it correctly. So I think it's the basic and I need it. Okay. And uh, you get the book. Okay. You get the book. Mm -hmm. I suppose it's all in Swedish. And I suppose that you understand nearly nothing from it, right? Yeah. How do you start extracting the meaning out of like the front page or like the first page well it has some some like tiny explanations in english sometimes um uh, but like the books that i bought but um i mean i, I already had uh like a tiny like grasp of what everything that was happening so okay. that helped me but i would use maybe google translate or some sort of site to like search for like words like random okay. words for me to like get the whole meaning of the sentence very well all right so you're studying this grammar you notice words that you don't know so you look them up naturally correct yeah and uh what else do you do to remember that vocabulary or how do you remember that new vocabulary what do you do for that uh sometimes i do flashcards or sometimes i use uh those words in like a journal um uh, thing <laughs> like journaling sometimes okay. i do that 
and that helps a lot. Okay. The flashcards, are they physical or an app? An app. Very cool. Which one do you use? Um, Quizlet, I believe it's called. I, I love that one. Okay. What yeah, about the name one. of the book, the name of the grammar book that you're using for Swedish? Uh, it is called Swedish, a complete course for beginners. Teach yourself. <laughs> cool. Very cool. All right. So we're getting at something. You're, you bought the book. You're getting at the grammar. You're looking up words. You're studying vocabulary. Okay. Uh, you're, you have a journal, so you're writing. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. What about the listening part? Um, what kind of videos are, are you watching? Any videos, listenings? What are you doing for the listening part? Yes, I found a podcast in Spotify of like news uh, in Swedish, um, like easy, easy, easy ones. And also I watch some YouTubers, like Swedish YouTubers. So that helps a lot with like um, the young people expressions and stuff. Okay. And, um, all right. So you find a podcast because you already know you need it, right? You know, you, you need that listening component. So you go yeah. searching for a podcast. You're learn you're, you're looking for media to consume, correct? Yeah. Okay. And, um, I suppose that, all right. So you find the podcast, you press play and how much of it do you understand initially? Oh my God, almost nothing. Um, I have some songs in Swedish and I was listening to one like a month ago and I understood like a bunch of sentences. So that made me really happy, but normally I don't understand a lot. <laughs> okay. So, so you already know that you're not going to understand too much when you do it, correct? Yeah, exactly. So, so um, knowing this, you just go at it. You go at it and you start listening to these new sounds of this new language. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, what do you expect is going to happen just by doing that? Well, um, or are you trying, are you consciously trying to look or listen for words you do understand or? Yeah, I'm consciously trying to like find a word that I do understand and there is this thing on YouTube that like listening comprehension, like thing uh, videos. And I like them because first you listen to the audio and then you get the, the subtitles. Okay. So that helps like trying to grasp everything at first without the subtitles and then looking act actually looking at the subtitles and their translation. Now, with everything you've done so far, how long has it been? Since like you started? Five, six, six months of, of Swedish. Okay, six months of Swedish. Let's take, stick to the Swedish right now. Um, yeah. With these few months that you have of Swedish, could you possibly introduce yourself or, or say a couple of things in Swedish? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Shoot, come on, let's hear it. Oh my God. <laughs> well, uh... Hey, jag heter Katarina. Jag är mexikansk och jag är en översättare. <laughs> That's that. And what was that? Hey, my name is Katarina. I'm Mexican and I'm uh, and I, I'm aspiring to be a translator. I'm a translator. Um, well, I, I aspire to, but yeah. 
Very cool. Super cool. <laughs> there you go. There you go, guys. I mean, for anyone listening right now, Katerina's English is superb. I mean, she can oh, hold a conversation. You. Yeah, you, you can hold a, a conversation just about anything. I mean, about any topic. Okay. Uh, your pronunciation is excellent. Your vocabulary is quite vast. Uh, and it shows uh, all the reading that you do because people, Katerina's an avid, avid, avid reader. Um, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, being homeschooled, uh, you know, it's got its pros and cons, but but a huge pro that I have seen is that um, kids that are homeschooled, they, they, they tend to develop um, their own learning strategies. Like they know what to look for. Okay. They become self-directed, autonomous. And it's been the case with Katerina. I mean, uh, Kat, ha have you ever taken a language class, like an, a, a formal la uh, English language class with a teacher? An English one? When I was in kindergarten, I had like English classes, but they were really bad. Like I just learned like red and cat and dog and that's that. And okay. spelling bees, <laughs> but like finally, like understanding the language, it, it was like by myself. And with Swedish, I'm actually having like taking classes because I want to like I want to practice like speaking with someone that knows Swedish. So yeah, I do uh, have language classes so, uh, with Swedish. Well, Katrina, we're nearing the end of our interview, and at the end, I always like language learners like yourself. Um, to give any tips, any advice that you would like to give to a new language learner, someone who wants to start learning languages, what would that be? Um, don't quit, maybe. Uh, like, it's hard, it gets hard, and sometimes I want to quit, <laughs> but it's really fun, and you should enjoy the process of, like, Yeah, like I said, like I was listening to this song and I understood some sentences. So that made me really, really excited. And like I only understood like a few, but like I know like in the future I'm going to be able to understand uh, maybe everything. So that's exciting, but I'm also enjoying the process. And yeah, don't quit. <laughs> awesome. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Well, Katrina, thank you so, so much for sharing with us your experience of language learning. Uh, I hope that uh, the you. listenership finds this um, useful information, as well as teachers, you know, because mostly teachers listen to this podcast. So I hope they can also use whatever information you have provided today uh, in order for them to include some of that in their classes. Katrina, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Leo. Thank you. All right, well, this has been another episode of No Lesson Plan. Take it easy, everybody, and see you in the next one. Yay!